Listener Production. Like the black pudding in a full English breakfast. Don't ask any questions. Just start chewing. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Collision with vehicles, pedestrians or objects. Aggressive behaviour. Causing someone else to crash. Being unprepared for your test. These are all reasons that you will immediately fail a driver's test. Baum, baum. For driving tests, there should really be someone in the back seat with a tuba. Um, or at least a trombone to just go... <laughs> when you accidentally... You know, hit a curb or something. I, I failed my first test. I'll go into that story uh, very, very shortly. My very first driving test. I know I'm not proud of it. I thought I was going to be very good. Well, that's because you say you're good at everything. So it well, really doesn't sit sit very hey, well with that. I said I'm good at everything. I didn't say I'm great at everything. Oh. Um, now, it wasn't because, say, my vehicle is unsuitable for use. That's another reason why uh, you might fail your driver's test. But look, we're going to be talking a little bit about driving lessons and driving tests. On today's episode, as we talk to a very funny guest, a friend of ours, Rose Callahan, will be uh, sharing a story about something that happened with her that I saw her talking about on Twitter, about with her and uh, and a driving instructor. And also on today's show, I'm going to be attempting to blow your mind, Alex Dyson. Yeah, I love it. Every single week, we get a little bit smarter with Matt O'Kine in the room. So why don't we jump into it, shall we, mate? Let's do it. Put your indicators on. Pull out safely. Hit the accelerator. We're ready to go. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, did you ever fail one of your driving tests? I did make one error, which the guy told me about afterwards, in which I started slowing down before I turned left like in the middle lane rather than getting into the left lane, then hitting the brakes. And slowing down. That's, that's so, like a minor error though. That was a minor one. I also like, he said, uh, turn right and then move into the right lane. I was in the highway in Warrnambool. And so I turned right and then move into the left lane. So I turned right, but because I was going so slow, all the cars were coming up the inside. It took me a while to turn left. And I went across a solid white line when I eventually Ooh. was able to merge. And he said, that was a, that was a big boy. <laughs> you're not meant to be. You're not meant to be doing that one. Oh no! Did you fail? Um, no, I think you're allowed two errors of that magnitude. Ah, oh, you um, just slipped in the old Michelle Pfeiffer handshake, hey? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, 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 well. I failed. I got stuck in the middle of an intersection, needing to turn right. <laughs> I was well, like, some... you guys can turn right at a traffic lights, and then the lights go red, and you're like, it's a red light. I can't move. So exactly. You just sat there. And I was like, just <laughs> sitting in the middle of the thing, and he just looked at me and goes. Why did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, we'll be going back to the base now. It's like, damn it. So anyways, I was thinking about that over the weekend. I saw a very funny tweet from a friend of mine. Now, you might know Rose Callahan. She's a comedian, writer, and mum now as well. And that's all part of her brand new show, which is coming out. She's doing a solo show in Warrnambool, Alex Dyson, your hometown. Yeah. Well, the scene of the driving crimes that I committed at the time. <laughs> well, well uh, I just thought I'd invite Rose on to chat about her instance with a driving instructor because it made me laugh. Because, I mean, this wasn't during a test, was it, Rose? No, it wasn't. This was during our very intense... Okay, so I just need to say, like, basically, this was last year. I'm 39. I'm a mature age P-plater. So I got pregnant and I was like, oh, I probably should get my license now. But then, like, I just didn't because um, I've got ADHD. But also, I was locked down. It was hard. Yeah, it makes it so tricky. I was, like, 
Yeah, so I literally had a newborn baby and my partner's like, this is so annoying. Like, you have to get your license. You can't just be a mum on her learners. So I was doing these, like, really intense two-hour driving lessons every single week for, like, two months. Yeah, with this guy, David, who was a dead set legend, like the best banter, like so many stories. Any good driving tips? (laughs) (laughs) Just sounds like you and a mate were cruising around all day. Cherished memories, does that count? (laughs) So he did like, when I booked it in, he was just like, right, so you're going to be doing your test at this place, like out in Whoop Whoop, because it's the easiest place to pass your test. Yeah. And like amazing. So every week we would literally just drive like way out into the suburbs to, to where they do the test and just do the loops of so like, it's funny, it's like exact, I know it was really this is yeah. like the uh what are those what are those notes that people use to pass their like Shakespeare exams and stuff <laughs> yeah, like, like that. Yeah like the flashcards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um so yeah what 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 was an incident that uh, jumped out for you with David? Oh I mean so many stories but I think the best one was when um he made us um, do a detour to his house so that he could do- go and um, do a poo. <laughs> and I think that's why it's important for the driving instructor to build rapport with their client. <laughs> rapport? Did he tell rapport? you? Like, did he explain or did he just say, uh, stop here, I'll be back in five? And then... No, nah, he was like, I have a, I have a crook-like situation <laughs> and I, like, I need to go to the toilet. That's rapport form going on there. <laughs> I've heard of um, doing the crime on the company time, but <laughs> not, not when there's a single student sitting next to you waiting in the car for you. And obviously, it was like he was respectful enough. He's like, I'm not going to do this in like a servo toilet. Like, I need to, you know, um, do it in my own. Like, I need to own this and I, I can clean it up like later, you know. But uh, well, he was the best. Well, I loved well, well him. look, we asked you uh, what's happened during your driving test, you know, or lesson. And uh, Callum got in touch with us and said, while my mate was doing their driving test, they got a phone call from someone in their family. They decided to take the call and then wonder why they failed. Wait, hold the phone to the ear. <laughs> the call was a family member asking how the <laughs> test went. <laughs> That's a real chicken and egg scenario, isn't it? Hey, darling, how's the test going? Yeah, good. Oh, no. Apparently I've just <laughs> failed. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Mel says, it snowed in our town for the very first time in my life during my P-plate test. Which oh, is not what you want, be... those slick streets. <laughs> oh, no. Natasha said, I stalled 15 times in a row and missed three sets of green lights. So many cars were beeping at me and led to so many tears from a 16-year-old me. Sorry, <laughs> I thought Natasha stalled just like 15 times across the course of the test, she sat at the lights. So the lights turn green, you go to go, stall it, stop, the lights turn red. It's like, okay, next one, go to go, stall, lights back to red. Go to go, stop, 15 Oh, my sets. God. Oh, Natasha. Oh, my Lord. Um, and finally, and it's, like, it's that thing because they give you like they see the L plates, so they give you three, plus fifteen, <laughs> Natasha. That's there rough. Been but some that was the hardest thing for hard me. Hard stairs. Coming out of first gear was always the hardest bit for me. Like when you're driving, once you got up and you're going and that kind of thing, it's quite good. But from first, it's so easy to stall. Oh mate, I still don't know how to drive a manual. Remember we we drove up yeah. to to Brisbane that time, and yeah. I. Oh, you gave me a go of the manual out the front of the big banana, and I was choking that. 
clutch like no end. I barely even know what that means. I just know I was I was stalling it. Uh, Leif finally says, I hit a car while I was parking. This is during a driving test. The instructor told me to just drive away quickly before anyone <laughs> saw us. What? No, that has to have been during a lesson, surely. <laughs> yeah, it's a lesson. During the sure. lesson, just the instructor going, go, get go, out of go. here, man. <laughs> Floor it. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you so much for getting in touch. And a big thank you to Rose Callahan for chatting to us as well. I tell you, do yourself a favour and get down to the world-famous Mozart Hall in Warrnambool and check out Rose's stand-up set on the weekend. It's happening this weekend, the 8th of October in Warrnambool. So, um, yeah, any hometown crew there, get on and see Rose. But other than that, let's get on with the show. Well, Bronwyn, our producer, it's not um, not long now until you have a little celebration. Oh, yeah, it's a couple of weeks. Wait, not long. The wedding, not wedding. The We're calling it the happily ever after party. Oh, oh that's sweet. <laughs> that is an excellent name, Bron. That's almost as good as I think last Friday's show, um, Matt talking about potentially <laughs> pressuring himself. You were going to call the show Fellatio Kind. <laughs> <laughs> You're I very mean, good at coming up with names, bro. <laughs> Thank you. That one didn't quite pass the sniff test. But <laughs> Have you got a dress code? Because I'm going to a wedding very soon that is, uh, it's all white. I have to wear all white. And, I, and I, I was like, I told the people having the wedding, I was like, oh, I'm thinking about doing just a uh, white pair of overalls and a you know white cowboy hat, a little bit of a... Nas X style, little Nas like, X, yeah, little Nas X. They were like, "Dude, it's not a, it's not a fancy Costume dress party." party. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I kind of thought that would be cool." So, yeah, back to the drawing board. Some white suit. You're not feeling it? Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm probably do the white linen shirt and pants. Mm. You know, get get maybe get some white loafers. It's um, it's happening in Melbourne, not Byron, Matt. <laughs> so, so, anyways, Brian. I mean, have you been have you been doing much socialising or functioning recently to sort of scope out what's been happening? What are some do's and don'ts that you've encountered? Um, I went to a thing on the weekend at the MCG that had this like young members ball thing. Actually, I am fi- thinking about cancelling my MCC membership. Oh, Ron, do us a favour, please. It's we need to speed up that line. It's why are you waiting, Alex? Well, I, I haven't even put my name on the list. I should have when I first thought of it. People put their name on their list to be a member of the MCG. It's just a card and you can get in the MCG for free for like m- almost every single thing at the MCG, if you're a member. The wait list is over 20 years long Oof. and people only get on it because literally people are that old and pass away and that's how they let new people in. Except for Bron, who says you might just d- ditch it, which will... Maybe speed it up to 19 years and 364 days. Why would you ditch it, Bron? Well, that's I'm very torn because my I was very, very fortunate. My dad put me on the list when I was, like, very young, maybe, maybe when I was two or three. So then I got on a few years ago, but I haven't used it basically ever, and it's, it's so much money to mm. be a member. Is it? How much is it? I'm not even a full member. I'm, like, a provisional, which is, like, the first layer, and that's, like, at least a few hundred dollars, like 500 bucks. Per Ooh, annum. Okay. Ish. It's a lot for when you don't go to 700. anything. Don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just me 
me giving the MCG money and being like, thanks, I guess. Yeah. Well, I know what we, I mean, the only way around this, the most obvious solution to this is for, for me, is that Alex Dyson legally changes his name to Bronwyn Doizak. Wow. That would actually <laughs> save a lot of hassle. 20 years of misery. You get straight on there. Matt and Bron. <laughs> Matt and Bron. And producer Alex. And pro- um, <laughs> yeah, so- Bron, you have to take mine. Okay. So, uh, what was this? What was this ball like? It was actually very fun. It was. It was good. You get to go there, party. There was a DJ. It was. Was it at the MCG? It was at the G. So you start off in the long room, then you go into like the members' dining. It was. It was a very good night. But you're like, if you don't have a full table of your friends, you're put on with just randoms. Oh. <sighs> and now, but I mean, did you get did you get along with everyone you were sitting with? I was lucky because I was in between people I knew, but then. The, peop- the other people on the other side were really trying to make conversation with us, which was not really, I don't want to be rude. It wasn't really what <laughs> our vibe was. You just weren't vibing it. You I, just wanted to hang out with your friends. You didn't want to be making new ones. I to the people I knew yep. I, that yeah. I don't get to see often yep. and talk to them, my friends. And then, but they were, they were trying to be very nice. So it was fine, okay. whatever. But they were just a different tax bracket, I would say to us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to edit that out depending on if how higher or lower you are in this situation, Bron. I'm, I'm at the bottom. Okay, okay, bottom tax bracket. Okay. We're, we're punching up here. Yeah. And how do you know that? Were they sort of flexing it? Yeah, so then they were like, oh, well, where are you guys from? In Well, where are you guys from in Melbourne? And <laughs> <laughs> Was that literally how they were, were talking? Yes. And then we oh, said, wow. I'm from the northern suburbs, which, you know, different to south of the Yarra. Mm. And they were like, oh, okay. A bit like taken aback a little bit. And then he was saying, yeah, like, oh, how are you guys getting home or whatever? Like, oh, we just caught an Uber. They were like, oh, yes, well, wait until you get a self-driving Tesla like we do because um, <gasps> then we can have a few drinks and drive it. The car drives us home. We don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> what? No. They, did, no they, did, are there any self-driving Teslas in Australia? There's autopilot on the highways, but I don't know about actual That's... driving. They're just having a joke about that, surely. Surely. Or maybe they're that. Rich, they've got the new one. No, I don't know. no, surely not, right? That's well, that's what he said. Okay, so <laughs> did, did, were you getting good vibes on this? Uh, the, these people or not? You weren't enjoying them much. I, I, well, to be fair, just any random trying to have a conversation um, at it <laughs> at a yeah, you need your uh, yourself your self talking brawn to just put on autopilot <laughs> that conversation. <laughs> Just let let the dummy handle it. (laughs) You can go back to your meal. Well, if you watch Christmas Ransom on Stan at the end of the year, you'll see Matt O'Kine doing some mind-blowing acting, but right now he's going to be doing some mind-blowing facting. Mind blown. (laughs) That's right. This is a segment where I provide a fact that I've learned across the week and hopefully attempt to blow my co-host here, Alex Dyson's mind to smithereens and yours listening as well. And we're going to start off with um, one that Bron... Producer Bron sent in, sliding into my uh, Insta DMs with a little clip from TikTok. 
that uh, is based on the etymology of the word, or the F word. I'm not going to say it. Um, that being, the fact was apparently that, uh, you know, the word F-U-C-K uh, is actually, it actually stands for fornication under consent of the king. Oh, um, really? In which that uh, the, the king was, well, there's, <clears throat> look, there's lots of different, there's two different theories behind it. One was that the king wanted the more, a higher population. So there was a suggestion that um, it was fornication under command of the king. Then it was under, then there was one, there's suggestions that there was too much population. So the king, you had to get permission to do it, which was fornication under consent of king. It's all myths. None of it's true. None of that works. We don't know where where the word, the F word comes from. Uh, It dates back to about 1400s and they believe it comes from the uh, German word flicken, I believe, which means to hit. So that's not necessarily the fact that I'm going to go with. To strike okay, so or to hit. Not going to go with that. Is that the same as like the corn song Adidas? Remember that? Yeah, All Day I Dream About Sex. Yeah. yeah, lo- yeah Is that where that song. came from? What? From? Is that where the brand got its name? No, I don't know <laughs> whether where the brand actually got their name from. I would say it would be All Day I Dream About Sport if I was going to be Adidas. Yeah, probably. That makes more sense, yeah. But the fact that I am going to talk about is in 1983, a gentleman by the name of Carrie B. Mullis, uh, who made it no secret to having an enjoyment of LSD, uh, was driving uh, along in the country countryside America. Um, his girlfriend at the time was uh, asleep next to him because she didn't want to have a conversation with him because their relationship was on the rocks. So as he was driving, (laughs) he had a vision that combined lights and sounds and biochemical strands, right? This This is what he saw in his vision. And it was in that moment. Probably not safe. You'd want to pull over and... Have a power nap like your girlfriend. In I think if that, was that moment, it was then he realized the first decision to invent the polymerase chain reaction method, which is the PCR. PCR test. Well, that's it. It's the uh, it's the function behind the PCR test. All right. What, what does it mean? Well, in it's it's okay. So it's a it's a test in which small amounts of DNA can be copied in large quantities over a short period of time. All mm-hmm. right. So it's turned it's turned into a, uh, a process that has um, made advancements in solving crimes, uh, learning more about DNA. But we've used it most recently in the PCR test. So the inventor of the PCR was high on LSD when he came up with the concept <laughs> of a PCR test. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Apparently, he's even made no no um, no secret about his enjoyment of LSD. He's since died in 2019, actually. And mm. funnily enough, what a year or less than a year before his work was going to be mainstream. Bro. Wonder, if, wonder if he had a patent on that on that well, test? No, he didn't. He didn't because he, he worked at a company for a company at the time and they ended up selling it for $300 million, but he had to give the idea to them. On his, on his wage, just his actual wage. Yeah. And so he won the Nobel <laughs> Prize in chemistry in 1993 for this PCR method. And who knew what it would end up going global for? 
So I, I thought like that if was a pretty interesting. If he got fact. pulled over now, he'd get a he'd get a ticket. <laughs> get his license then, taken off him. They give him a Nobel Prize. <laughs> mind blown. And we always ask you what your mind-blowing facts are as well, because we're open to hearing them if you hit us up on Instagram at matt.n.alex. And this mind-blowing fact comes from Kate. So I've just learnt that when you don't have an internet connection on Google Chrome, it comes up with an error message with a little digital like cartoon T-Rex dinosaur thing. Apparently, that's a hidden offline game. So when the error message comes up, if you press your space bar it activates the game and it turns it into this game where you have to jump over obstacles and stuff as the dinosaur. Um, Apparently it's a thing. I haven't tried it myself. So if someone could verify, that would be great. I can verify it works. What? Mind blown. Blown away. The most boring thing looking at a error page not found thing, but that little dinosaur there, yeah, you hit spacebar and you jump over cactuses and, and things. Oh, I didn't know that. I've seen that so many times when my phone hasn't tethered properly to my computer. Now I feel like disconnecting my internet just to try it. Well, it's perfect for people like my dad who doesn't, don't have it at home. Just open up the laptop and <laughs> play the game. Maybe there you go. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for your mind-blowing facts. We always love hearing from you. Please keep in touch with the show and we'll catch you next time. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.